The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The lighter side of football. I'm thinking believable. This is All Pro Lines with your hosts, Kostaki Economopoulos and Aaron Hodges. You want to crown them? Then crown your ass. But they are who we thought they were. Just a couple of guys standing in front of you, making jokes about football, trying to avoid the crosshairs of the woke mob. You can't cancel us, liptards. That's one. That's a W. But this shaming cancel society, that is wrong. I made a choice that was in my best interest. You might respect it, you might hate it, but I bet you the same people that hate it are the same people that are really going to hate the fact that I'm 40 hour, 48 hours in and I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID and I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts. And, you know, on the phone to me. And I'm going to have the best immunity possible now. Not even comedians take comedians' advice on health stuff. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's All Pro Lines. Uh, Kostaki Economopolis, Aaron Hodges, and some kid named Ethan. We're all here. We're, <laughs> we're all here to talk to you. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook and Twitter and in your ear holes whenever you like. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and if you know and love us, then you already know it's free every week on Mondays and then uh, available for your ear holes by Tuesday mornings. And if you really love us, you can get Inside the Huddle, which we strongly recommend, which means an extra episode every week, twice the episodes when you're Inside the Huddle, video content, occasional invites to actually be on the program, and some other perks too. So check us out at Patreon. Yeah, and you missed a doozy last week if you're not a Patreon member. We found out that Kostaki will dumpster dive for drinks if he's thirsty. <laughs> for drinks. drinks. That sounds terrible out of context. I actually had a, a comment on that episode that I wanted to read to you from Kevin E. He says, Kostaki, whenever you have a return trip to Idaho or make the move up here, quiet, this place sucks. I'll make sure your beer needs are taken care of. He says, given the condition of the mango cart slash Bud Light seltzer singles you picked up, I would make the bet that some hooligan stole a random selection of backstock from your local convenience store and was unhappy with their choices. Cranberry Sprite, I roll. Yeah, fair. I'm, well, I'm with him on that. But the rest of those beers were free 99, my friend. <laughs> and they are delicious. Yeah, we get a little loose on the uh, the bonus show. It's not all football. So we had a little fun last week with that. And I wanted to let you know that I went to Bristol, Virginia slash Bristol, Tennessee. They're still trying to decide which one it is. And they had a, a nice bar there that had mango card on tap. And I tried it. And it's the best beer I've had in a long time. That is a good beer. Are you being serious? Not You're being, not fucking with me. Really. Being dead serious. I told you. It's good stuff. It is so good. That's sweeping the country, Mango Car. I didn't know. Made it to Bristol? They made it to Bristol, yeah. Wow. I didn't even know you made it to Bristol. How was Bristol? Whew, man, it's a 10-hour drive from Jersey. 
Oh my god, you drove to Bristol. Yeah, I drove. Yeah, I picked up the comic John Baglio in the DC airport and then went from there another six hours and uh, drove through the mountains quite a bit to get to this town, which is a pretty charming town. I liked it. Nice little club. And I guess their claim to fame is they say that like the first ever country recording happened there. I don't know if I have that exactly right, but that's that's country they... song, like a country song from way back. Yeah, like in the nineteen twenties. Okay, so yeah. that's interesting. It was cool. I thought their claim to fame was all car racing stuff. That too. Yeah, they have the the Bristol Raceway, which we drove by, and it's gigantic. It holds a hundred and fifty thousand people. Oh my goodness, that's big, right? That's a good teaser for uh, quiz time today. We got some uh, stadium number questions coming up. Oh, wow. Okay. How about that? All right. But we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers and football and, oh my goodness, a lot of upsets. I love it when the Falcons upset someone who isn't me. That's always <laughs> nice. And the Jaguars beat the Bills and the Broncos beat the Cowboys. What happened to these two great teams we thought were somewhat bulletproof right against at least against crummy teams apparently not Mm -hmm. yeah we had a lot of nutty nutty stuff going on and even those crappy cardinals with no stars (laughs) won the game pulled it off yep and the packers even without aaron 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 hodges (laughs) couldn't make it i was in bristol prior (laughs) they should put you in oh yeah i'll do it i'm fully vaxxed waxed ready to go you're vaxxed and waxed nice (laughs) Thanks for that image. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, the Packers were in that game against the Chiefs. I didn't expect that either. So apparently the buzz since the game is that Jordan Love was a little sloppy and didn't look great. But I I mean, for him to be in the game at all, first start in the NFL in Arrowhead? Ugh, I mean, amidst swirling chaos all week and really all year? I mean, the kid had cards stacked against him. I give him a pass. I think he did all right. Yeah. Did you see where they put his mom in the stands? I did see that. I did. That became very buzzworthy in the Twitter sphere. <laughs> the the camera shot, the way it starts way out, and you see like 50,000 people, and it zooms in, and she's literally in the last row. It's funny. It's well done. Yeah. I've had last row seats for a few things. It's kind of fun. We kind of did that with the Jets. Oh, yeah. Then we moved down. Well, it was nice to be on the last row because at least you're somewhat protected from sideways rain because there's a cement <laughs> wall behind you. <laughs> We're no dummies. <laughs> I was in the last row of uh, Madison Square Garden for the Louis C.K. concert. Oh. Ah, for the troubles. As far away yeah. from him as possible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess it was after the troubles, but before the troubles were public. That's the chronology. Right, but your instinct told you. Anyway, mm-hmm. rough track. The last row is not so bad. Yeah, we got to talk about Josh Allen crushing Josh Allen. That's a fun storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got, we have a lot to discuss. You're the one who broke the Aaron Rodgers story to me on the. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that is when we talked about it. That was Wednesday. I'm usually Mister on top of the NFL news, and and I'd missed like the prior 12 hour cycle, and like two giant things happened. So it's kind of fun to to hear some of these big news items from you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think I guess that broke on Wednesday, and then the news cycle got a new life with the Pat McAfee interview with with Aaron Rodgers, where basically uh, McAfee just stood there, sat there in his tank top, right, <laughs> and sunglasses. That's actually 
This is a good impression. And he said, eh. I know. To that, that was actually one of the first jokes I wrote. To me, the surprising thing was that Pat McAfee shut the fuck up and listened <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> Those glasses were something else, man. You know it's the biggest interview of your life. Maybe you wear a shirt that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Mr. Fashion Plate, but I think I'd wear a shirt. My favorite part of that interview was probably when uh, they let Aaron go for like 10 minutes straight. And then McAfee was like, can I ask you a couple questions? And he was like, hold on, let me just finish. And I'm like, "Yeah, bro, you just talked for 10 minutes without them saying one word. I know. And then he did like, he basically ran the whole thing. And yeah. then, and even when it got a little questiony, he was still running it and answering whatever he wanted in whatever direction for a ridiculously long period of time. It was a 46-minute interview, which, you know, you would never do on television of any kind. It had to be a podcast to get away with that format at all. But, yeah, it was. I mean, I like a long-form conversation, but it wasn't a conversation. <laughs> no, that was uh, letting Aaron Rodgers release a statement. He's shuffling papers. You could hear him, like, going, getting all the talking points and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, nice of... Uh, they have the that established relationship because he's on that show all the time, but it really was just them running PR for him and allowing him to get his message out. I get it. They're scratching each other's backs. For Aaron, it's a safe place to not have tough questions and to be able to say his piece and exactly the way he wants, and he knows it's going to be picked up by the big news outlets. And for Pat, you know, I mean, it's a giant boon to be the interview of the week, probably across you know, transcending even sports media, that was a biggie, you know, so I get it. Makes sense all the way around. Let's do, uh, let's do some jokes about Aaron Rodgers, shall we? Those, those are fun to write this week. The two minute drill. The two minute drill is brought to you by daily comedy news. It's what's happening in comedy 10 minutes a day, seven days a week, daily comedy news, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, you really want no shot? You should play for the fucking Lions. hey I just came back from Wisconsin, and I was running all these jokes up there. It was fun. It was to be in the heart of Aaron Rodgers' land and to talk to everybody about how they felt about it all. It was cool. At this difficult time, I think Rodgers deserves love. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they asked Jordan Love how he prepared for the noise in KC, I wish he would have said, I've been listening to Aaron Rodgers all year. I'm ready for whatever. <laughs> In the crosshairs of the woke mob, that was the quote that jumped off the page for me. My goodness. It's not a good metaphor because the woke mob has never seen crosshairs. They don't have guns. This is a very <laughs> – might try to kill you with guilt or political correctness, but uh, they might tweet you to death. Yeah, those Twitter fingers are hardcore to – yep. <laughs> he said he didn't lie, which is a little like that Clinton thing when he said, it depends upon the meaning of the word is. Like, all right. Right, Yeah. Aaron Rodgers says he's allergic to an ingredient that's in the mRNA vaccines. I wonder what that ingredient is. Is it humility? <laughs> is it family? Is there a little bit of family in there? That's probably why he didn't get the shot. He just wants to be able to tell people that he can't make it home for Thanksgiving. I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> That'll be different. <laughs> and he was wearing a Doc Holliday shirt in the interview, a guy who died from a respiratory illness. He died of tuberculosis, like about Aaron's age. I also looked this up because I was kind of curious because I only knew vaguely about Doc Holliday. He's listed in Wikipedia as an American gambler, gunfighter, and dentist. It's a, <laughs> a funny list, right? Okay. Who goes to a dentist when that's their third credit? 
behind gambler and gunfighter. <laughs> nice. I do find it a little bit ironic that you're making fun of his clothing when you're dressed like Don Jr. just went big game hunting. <laughs> this shirt, hey, you get, this is no fair. You get to control the, the, the rim shot. This shirt's awesome. And it, look at this. Look at the color matching I've got going on here. And I yeah. got a little of the... That's not pretty, bad. Come on. That's not bad. Pretty now. it's it's somewhere between, you know, Harley Rider and Don Jr. Come on. It's 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 got a touch of flannel, but it's like upscale. It's a little classy. Wow, upscale it's flannel. Different. It's a little different than flannel. Learning a, a lot about your sensibilities lately. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got a couple of jokes about this uh Josh Allen versus Josh Allen thing. It was like Kramer versus Kramer, a popular movie in the 70s and an unpopular stand-up video from the 2000s. <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen isn't that crazy. Call me when Kostaki Economopoulos tackles Kostaki Economopoulos. <laughs> then, we'll be, then we'll get somewhere. Are there any more of you in the world? Yeah, sure. I mean, I know one, depending on how you define this. Yeah. My cousin is named Konstantinos Konomopoulos, and he goes by Kostis. Ah. But he's also a Kostaiki. We got to touch on this story. Did you see this? The Texan Longhorn special teams coach? No. He had an incident on Halloween. A monkey that lives at his house bit a <laughs> kid who was trick-or-treating. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait for it. The monkey belongs to his girlfriend, a stripper who used to use the monkey in her act. <laughs> <laughs> wait, this is real? This is a real story? Yeah. Yeah, my favorite part of the story is the phrase "used to use." Right, like she, yeah, she used to be a prop comic, but her art flourished. She grew up, you know. She's she's on a higher plane now. Or the monkey retired. Yeah, or the monkey retired. Yeah. The monkey, yeah, the monkey had enough. The stripper had a monkey. Did did she get him at a heavy petting zoo? Am hey! I right, everybody? Now the kid's got to get tested for rabies, and considering it's a stripper monkey, probably for some other things too. <laughs> the plus side is, this could be the coolest kid in fifth grade what other kid could say he got chlamydia from a stripper monkey <laughs> alright here's two more fun facts on this the stripper once danced on the Jerry Springer show and her stage name is Pole Assassin which Pole Assassin should be the stage name of a 400 pound stripper like don't let her near the pole she'll kill that thing <laughs> or Lorena Bobbitt that's a pole assassin yeah yep yep there's a line that was killing in Wisconsin. I can't believe someone is named is nicknamed Pole Assassin and it's not a Vikings kicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's probably a good closer. <laughs> Just that reminds me of a, a Mike Vecchione joke where he goes, I saw there was a story where this woman there was this woman cut a guy's penis off with the condom on and it was on the side of the road, this penis with the condom on, and I go, Wow, that guy was worried about the wrong things. <laughs> that's for uh, Becky Young. Becky Young's one of the most underrated comics in America. Yeah, he is. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do a little kudos and taps? Let's do it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
I got to go uh I got to go Urban Meyer and Whoa. the and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their first win on American soil. Wow. Uh, wow. That's a big <laughs> moment in any boy's life. And they beat the Bills. We were starting to be one of those oh, this is the team, you know. There's like five or six of those teams left in the NFL where you're like this team could win the whole damn thing and then the Jaguars uh Jumped up and bit their kneecaps and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great story. I mean, it, it, there was so much craziness going on, it was hard to even focus on one thing. But yeah, that's a giant win. I mean, that, that the point spread, I can't have it in front of me, but it was huge. Nobody thought they were going to win that game. So kudos. A lot of kudos. Yeah, six to nine. It's probably a pretty boring game unless you like defense, which I guess Leanne does in the chat. And uh, kudos to Ryan Chambers in the chat also saying the kudos drop is his favorite part of every week, to which Eddie, Eddie Barry says you need to get out more. So uh, <laughs> maybe, but it is a pretty dope drop. Uh, they both make good points. So my taps on the back, you mentioned it earlier. They had to face a lot of adversity and didn't know who was going to be playing this week. But this team is the real deal, man, because they had their starting quarterback out. They had their best wide receiver out. They had another wide receiver out. And they had their starting running back get hurt very early in the game and still pulled off a very convincing victory over the 49ers. The Arizona Cardinals deserve all the taps on the back. Taps on the back. Taps, man. I agree. That was I did not see that win coming either. That was, that was a good one. While we're on that subject, though, and I see Susan in the chat as well, the Viking Vixen, I got a bone to pick with you, girl. You didn't even put a quarterback in there. Kyler Murray didn't start, and she's still going to win. Oh, oh wow. That hurts a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that stinks. I didn't notice that. Yeah. that's. I have Kyler in a different league, and I waited till the last minute and then threw in Jimmy Garoppolo off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to save me, but it was it was the right choice in the short run. I was sweating out the Dak, the Cowboys game, but he got like two garbage time touchdowns at the end and and pulled it out fantasy wise. Got a, like twenty two points or something like that. But he was at like four points the whole game. I forgot you made a big trade. You and your you always make a big trade every year. That's how you do. Yes, sir. Um, hey, cheers to Jim Hall who uh, says uh, he's drinking Terrapin Hopsecutioner tonight. That's a that's a Georgia beer, if I'm not mistaken. That might even be an Athens beer. It's either Athens or Atlanta. I'm familiar, and I'm a fan of that little company. They're doing good stuff. Cheers to you, Mr. Hall. Cheers. Forget I forget he's in the South. North Kakalaka, yeah? Uh, South. South Kakalaka. South Kakalaka. Yeah, no one ever says South Kakalaka. Uh, yeah, that's that? right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's in Hilton Head. If I get if I got it right, word my brain. Yeah, I picked up. Uh, I'm not drinking it tonight, but I had one when I got home last night. The Yingling Hershey beer. Oh yeah, I heard of this. Yet yeah, I can't believe it took them a hundred years to make this deal. The two most famous things from Pennsylvania finally joining forces. Yeah, they're really good. 
Okay, I'm happy to hear that. I drank a lot of interesting beers in Wisconsin. I didn't drink a lot of beer, but every single one was different. Like, we made a point of it. And uh, I had a Limbic. It's like this, uh, it's like a beer fucked a Boone's Farm. It's kind of <laughs> it's, it's like a very fruity beer. <laughs> you just you know, described like... my ideal beer, yeah. <laughs> I drank a lot of Boone's Farm when I was not yet legal age, and then even after legal age, I, the it was very good. I mean no disrespect to the Limbics. Of, I'm not even sure I'm saying you that. You should word, be but. apologizing to Boone's Farm. That's, that's yeah, Boone, that's elite malt liquor. And I and some other like they had some cherry stout that was aged in a bourbon barrel and mm. there were a bunch of uh, I spotted cow I had a couple different spotted cows apparently there's they can't sell them beyond the Wisconsin borders there's a bunch of <laughs> I don't know there's a lot of interesting beer stuff going on in Wisconsin it was good to be there here's a tip for Susan uh, Darnold is available in all leagues for QB action when you need slightly more than zero. <laughs> he was doing well for me early but I, I had to cut his ass you know a couple 2.8 performances i said sorry sam you gotta go i gotta get Dak. 2.8 is exactly what when you need slightly more than zero means jim i didn't lose to susan he, he he wrote it hurts that aaron lost to a team with no qb after taking me to the woodshed last week i did take it to the woodshed but i want to be clear i'm not losing to susan i'm going to beat randy at the first place team oh shit good for you i'm losing my footing as a shoe in for the playoffs that's what i'm doing um I, I got a lot of injuries i got some issues i'm a strong contender i think i'm gonna make it okay all right how's glenn doing i haven't looked this week he's slipping man i think he's lost like four straight now <laughs> <laughs> and jerry you are moving up jerry's doing real well yeah he's keeping pace he might be the points leader still Shout out to him. It's getting real tight. Tight races in the fantasy leagues now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, hey, tell me more about the recording, and I'll tell you some uh, about Wisconsin, then we'll do a little quiz. All right. Yeah, so the it was at the Blue Ridge Comedy Club is the name of it. They just opened up, I think, earlier this year it was. Sean Carter and his wife, I forget his name, her name, um, is a Boston comic, and she's from Bristol. Their plan was to get in an RV and travel the country for a while and do shows. And one of their stops was in Bristol, where her parents are from. And then the pandemic happened, and they were like, I guess we'll just stay here. And then they opened up a comedy club. So he's... Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a really nice spot. I would say it holds somewhere near 100 people, something like that. Cool little town. You know, it's a, it's a little odd, but it's cool. And the people were cool. The crowds, for the most part, were good. The Friday Late Show was a little weird, but uh, other than that, we got an album. We got a good album. That's great, man. Yeah. Kudos. Thank you. <laughs> Taps on the back. Yeah. Well, if the Friday Late Show in Bristol, Tennessee <laughs> slash Virginia wasn't weird, then you were doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, John Baglio is the comic's name, and he's a huge Pats fan. We talked a lot of football, so maybe we'll have him on soon. Oh, okay. Well, let's have him on after the Pats lose so he's, you right. know, his ego's sort of in the tank. That's someone want to grab him. That's cool. I just got back from the 30-year anniversary celebration at Acme in Minneapolis, my favorite club, or one of my top few for sure. It was awesome, man. I 
they basically had 30 comics, kind of their guys, you know, not all guys, but kind of their characters come back to celebrate. Uh, they had four headliners every show for five shows. And then the Wednesday night before that, they had about 10 comics. Most of them were were local. So it was really cool. It was uh, the lineups were ridiculous. Chad Daniels and Jake Johansson and so many good comics. Brian Miller amongst them. So it's cool to hang with Brian. And Jake is one of my favorite humans. He's just gentle and funny and brilliant and modest and easy to talk to and filled with life. He's just a great dude. I really like Jake a lot. And it was nice to celebrate this guy, you know, a guy who's been running a club that's been a bastion of, you know, it's a safe place for comics to go and work on their craft and feel like it's okay to not nail it all the time. You know, it's a guy who really gets the process. Yeah. And it's all the details. The staff is awesome and the ceiling is low and it's a stone wall and the sound is perfect and the crowds are smart. And he's got cameras in there so you can get tapes of your sets to use and social media or whatever. And the hotel is nice and walkable and the food is good. I mean, it's just – it is all of the things that you'd ever want a club to be. So it was cool to go back and celebrate that guy and that place and – and hang with some of my favorite people. And then I, on the weekend, I got to work with Henry Phillips, who's another comic I love in Wisconsin. So I did Thursday night in Acme, did the show, and hung out and ran around with the characters a little bit. And then Friday, Saturday, I drove to Wisconsin and did a couple of great shows with Henry, one of which was sold out, like 320-something, and the other one was really well attended too. And uh, the Wisconsin people were so great. They're fun crowds. They're a very specific demographic. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's just the whitest people you've ever seen. There were no people of color in any of these shows. Okay. They're all wearing Packers clothing and they're nice and they're they're drinking Wisconsin beers and happy to have you there and it was cool. I really enjoyed myself. And then Sunday I went back for the party at Acme and uh ran around and I just got back today, so I'm I'm exhausted, but happy to talk to you guys and uh I think I'm ready to quiz you a little bit. I got four questions for you. Before we do that. Uh, and I have the same question. Your mom was in the chat. Can you explain the sparkle jacket? There's a couple pictures going around that I saw of uh, different oh, comics <laughs> wearing the sparkle jacket for at Acme. There's a manager who worked uh, worked Acme for years, and they brought back a lot of the people who have worked there over the years. And they give all of the all of their hardcore staff who's there all the time the night off, and they get to bring their spouses and sit on the other side of the bar and be served, and and they eat and drink and go bananas. It was really fun. So Sarah was a manager there for a decade or so. She's been gone for a few years, but uh, she came back and she was there, and that was her crazy sparkle jacket. And she got pretty drunk, and then she thought it would be fun to do a series <laughs> of all the comics wearing the sparkle jacket. Okay. So that's that's a picture that somehow ended up in my phone of me in the sparkle jacket. I'm hoping to see the series and put it – you know, I'll post about it somewhere if – Jake definitely put it on. And my friend David Crow took his pants off and was running around with that thing on. What do you call it uh, when you put something in a picture, like next to another object, like – just to to get the to figure out what size it is, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if I put it's a like perspective thing, yeah, I forget what it's called. Like something for, you know, what I'm talking about like for perspective or something. Anyway, that's what that's that's what that sparkle jacket did for me because it looked very tight on you. Uh, <laughs> and you're a big no, you're a big dude. <laughs> and like other people, it, it was like it was very saggy. Yeah, 
That's not a shot. That's not a shot at you. That's why you want small hands when you take a dick pic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did I make Ethan laugh? That's a that's one of my calls. Yeah, that's an Ethan laugh and a cough. A cough counts as a laugh, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all you right. ready? I got four four questions. That's straight it. up. That's it. Short ones. All right, all right, kids, put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. Quiz time brought to you uh, by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Uh, our offer to you, this is a real offer, and it's a pretty good offer, 20% off and free shipping with the code ALLPRO. Those six letters, put that into the as a promo code when you go to manscaped.com. You can get all or one of the things that they have on their uh, delightful website. We recommend them. And even my brother chimed in and, and uh, got a lawnmower and uh, <laughs> said he enjoyed it. So uh, you got two Economopoli and the Hodges telling you it's good stuff. Check it out. I'm on board. Big fan of the ball lotion. I employ that often when, uh, <laughs> when I'm not able to take a shower. I go, hey, I got to keep the family jewels smelling good as well. So... Yeah, holidays are coming up. Get it for the man in your life. You know, they need a gift. So there you go. It's a hilarious segue. You know, I put it on my balls when I can't take a shower. The holidays are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Now that SoFi has been built, what is the smallest NFL stadium? Oh, oh man. Hmm. Play along at home. You guys can chime in here if you're watching live. I'm going to guess and say it is... Man, that's a good question. Hmm. Jerry Oliver. Jerry Oliver said 20% off in Manscaped shouldn't be in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. See, that's what, a, that's what a guy with a small penis says. You know, <laughs> you're, you're afraid of losing 20%. That, that would be devastating. I, I, I love when, the, uh, when everybody in the chat <laughs> chimes in with the answers because then I get to pretend like I'm smart. Um, oh, yeah. And steal their answers. No. We got, some, we got some good guesses here. Jacksonville, Bengals, Green Bay, Cleveland, Soldier Field. I like that Soldier Field guess. I'll, I'll go with Soldier Field. Now, are you guessing that because it's Barry Weekman who knows about stuff? I think he's a smart guy. He knows these sorts of things. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, Barry. Soldier Field seats 61,500. That is a small state. No wonder they're thinking of moving somewhere else. How many did you say? 61,500. Oh, yeah. So little. And the follow-up question is, of course, what's the largest NFL stadium by capacity? Well, largest probably Los Angeles. I'm going to guess Los Angeles. That seems like a good guess. You're not going to let the peanut gallery chime in here? <laughs> we can hold off for a second, see if anybody comes in here. <laughs> um, oh, Je- Jerry World, that's probably right. That's probably right. Jerry World is also a good guess. Saints seems like a good guess. I would think the new ones, any of the new ones would be on the list, right? You're not going to build a small stadium now with the with five billion dollars or whatever your right. cost. Then let's let's go with Las Vegas then. Final answer. Final answer. Uh the answer I have is MetLife. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Eighty two thousand five hundred. Wow. Okay. That surprised me too. Yeah. 
That's actually why I did this because I thought, oh, that's kind of a funny answer I didn't expect. Yeah. And it is interesting. Like you were saying, the race car track has seats 150,000. The University of Georgia Stadium, it's a college team. That seats north of 90. It's interesting that some of these other places that are not NFL games in a place where NFL is king have bigger places. Buddha is saying FedEx holds 93,000. I don't know if that's correct or not. But maybe you got bad info. Maybe I did. Maybe he did. Who knows? You trust a guy named, calls himself Buddha? I don't. Yeah, he's probably a stoner. <laughs> he knows all those fun, those fun facts. Like, he's just like focused on stadium attendance. That's all, that's all he talks. I'll hang out with Buddha, talk about stadium attendance, and how many each, you know, burn one down, philosophize. And if you go to the Indy 500, that seats 400,000. What? You, can, you oh can't get God. your head around how big it is. Wow. And there's no restrictions on what you can bring. People bring like cases of beer corded onto like a wagon and, you know, there's it, the place is insane. Yeah, I was talking about that this weekend where I've never gone to a NASCAR event and I am curious. I think I got to do it at least once to see what that vibe is. Yeah. I've never been to a NASCAR event. I've been to, I did go to the Indy 500 once and I've been to like a ups, you know, top end motorcycle race at Road Atlanta once. It was really fun, but I've never, I've never done NASCAR. It seems like somewhere along the line, I would have been in Daytona or Bristol or somewhere growing up in that part of the world. All right. Shift gears to year, year answers. First NFL game televised. What year was that? Um, Let's go with 1959. This says 1939. Oh, okay. This said it was, there were 500 uh, televisions that tuned in in the New York area for the first NFL game on television. <laughs> and then this is our, here's our final question. What's the first year they required helmets? Oh, wow. Are we counting pieces of cloth as helmets? <laughs> I'm not sure. This is, uh, I presume at this point, these were, uh, these were hard helmets. <laughs> we're, we're counting the leather heads or not? Or we, has it got to be like the plastic or whatever? Uh, based on this year, it, I think we're talking about hard, hard helmets. Okay, hard helmets. I'm going to go with 1971. Oh, wow. You thought it was super late. According to this, 1943. Oh. So these this was during World War II. I initially was interested in the kind of this universe of thing, and I started looking it up today because I was thinking of the Steagles. Do you know anything about the Steagles? No. It, they were the Steelers and the Eagles, and during World War II, a lot of the players went away to fight in the war, and they combined two teams temporarily and turned them into the Steagles. It's uh. kind of a fun... <laughs> I, know. I know, right? The uh, the alternative would be the Eagers. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's happening in the NFL? Where, where do we go from here? What what did we did we learn anything that really is a real takeaway? Did we, are the Chiefs better than we thought a week ago? Are the Bills worse? Are the are the Cowboys not as good as we thought? Like, is there something we can? Is there a demonstrable takeaway from this crazy weekend of nuttiness? Yeah, the Giants are going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> are they three and five? Duh. 
<laughs> they got three wins. They're going into a bye. They they beat the Las Vegas Raiders, who I told you were frauds when they went three and zero. And they are. They're frauds, and they just keep getting in trouble. Oh, there's another guy who got got arrested this week, I think. So those those guys are falling apart. Um, I'll say. Yeah, the Giants, Giants lost their coach. are Super Bowl contenders, and uh, I think it's too early to give up on your Falcons as well. I mean, four and four, they're five hundred. Uh, without Calvin Ridley, they they got a good performance from a guy whose name I can't pronounce, and uh, they're looking. Alamade Zacchaeus. Alamade Zacchaeus sounds good. But yeah, I, I mean, I Youngway Koo. Youngway Koo's the man, bro. Maybe best kicker <laughs> in the league. Corderell Patterson, the best slash player in the history of the NFL. Dude, he just <laughs> he just keeps performing. He's the man. I, it's, it makes I, it's it's so weird that he was like a hidden gem for a decade that couldn't figure out how to use him, and now he's great. The Titans, the Titans are still going to be a force to be reckoned with, even without Derrick Henry. That was a, a pretty impressive win against the Rams last night. That one shocked me. I thought the Rams are going to run away with that game. Yeah. I yeah I mean well I don't know well, yeah I mean there's there's 14 teams out of 32 that go to the playoffs this year you know so there's seven on each side the Falcons and the Giants are very much within reach at this point it's totally possible I'll see you in the playoffs dude yeah probably probably <laughs> uh, double or nothing on that pork roll that I still owe you uh, <laughs> that's right but the um, <laughs> The Broncos won without Von Miller, and then Cleveland won without Odell. We didn't talk much about Odell. That's a crazy situation as well. It's basically Odell and Aaron Rodgers dominated the whole week of conversation last week. Right. Right? Yeah, I think he's he's going to go through waivers tomorrow, Tuesday, which means any team can claim him. It's sort of like the way fantasy waivers works. The worst team has the first shot at him, and the Lions have already said they're not going to do it. And the Saints have said they can't afford him. And the experts think no one will get him because he's seven and a half million, seven point two million something for the rest of the season, and no contract after that. So it's an interesting thing. It's also interesting to me that that the Browns and Odell negotiated and they lopped off two years of the contract to free him up for other places. Um <laughs> which presumably just means a renegotiation for less money. But um, I don't know. It's, it's a fascinating thing, this whole story. And, but inside of him, if everything is right, his head and his body and the situation with the team, he's still one of the best receivers in the league, or is he? He might not be. That's the thing. I, I, think, I, I think he might be, but, yeah, he's not a young guy anymore. He's getting closer and closer to 30 years old and he's gotten a multitude of injuries. Um, and I guess the biggest complaint is that he freelances a little bit. He doesn't run the routes exactly how he's supposed to be. And I guess Baker and, you know, to an extent, Eli, when, when he had them, they were struggling with uh, chemistry issues and knowing where they were going to be. So I guess that's, that's the issue with him as far as I could tell, but I don't know. I mean, he was one of the best. Also, he's crazy. He is crazy. He might be crazy. I think he might he's be. He's a pain in the ass. That's his biggest he's, issue. He's definitely a little bit selfish um, <laughs> and 
very afraid to waste his career. I, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't blame him for getting really frustrated at the end of his Giants tenure because he made Eli look good on a lot of occasions on really bad throws. And it really was, he really was wasting his career with the New York Giants at that, at that point. So I had no issue with him being a bit of a, a, a dick and kind of forcing his way out of there. But it seemed like he was going to a pretty good situation with a young quarterback that, and he's like best friends with Jarvis, right? So it seemed like he was going to be in a really good situation. And then it's like the same shit happens. Well, I mean, he couldn't really stay on the field either, right? So he got injured. He barely had any chemistry with anybody. But I was I was rooting for him. But and I, I guess I still will. But man, yeah, he he does make it a little difficult sometimes. I I kind of have two minds. I feel like maybe the maybe it's over. Maybe you know him being a a legit spectacular scene is over. But I also feel like you know Randy Moss and Antonio Brown, these guys that are big stars, and we think it's over. Then they have this next resurgent chapter that's they're compelling and productive and help a team win all over again. You know, I, I feel like he's got those skills in him. If he gets his head straight and he's not hurt, you know, if he can shut the fuck up, <laughs> I don't think it's in him. I, I don't think he's capable of, of being quiet. He's not capable of McAfee and an Aaron Rodgers interview. Just can't do it. <laughs> Just to be clear, Pat McAfee is an incredible force of force of nature. I don't mean to disparage the guy, but He's definitely a type A, and it must have been killing him to just sit there and not talk for that long. <laughs> well, the the best part was him and and it's AJ Hawk, right? The other guy. Yes. He just yes. he looks like Lurch sometimes. Like I never hear him speak, and he's just like I, I don't even, didn't even know his name until like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's AJ Hawk. Okay, but he just looks anyway. They're like I loved when 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 Rogers says he he talked to his now good friend Aaron Ro- or Joe Rogan. They just kind of like snickering and, and McAfee's like covering his mouth <laughs> like, make sure he was yeah. reacting appropriately yeah 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 it's funny that was that was a good time but <laughs> yeah that uh, that Roger story has some legs for sure that's that's kind of yeah that's gonna while. be around yeah. we're gonna discuss this for a while he, he could miss this week even I yeah we'll see I don't know and then, then, and then the most interesting thing to me on the other side, then he has to follow none of the protocols for like 90 days. Like he gets, once you have COVID, then they let you go bananas for a while. Like he's, he's had to do all these crazy things and then he won't have to for an extended period, which is also kind of a weird construct. But. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know all the rules. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them are dumb, but they are what they are. And you can't like, maneuver and be slick about it yeah and you know what you're doing and he definitely lied on purpose to yeah. avoid being at center of a controversy yeah. and uh he had some great points i think about some of the nfl rules not being science-based and i think he had some other good points too about the nature of the society and you know some of the things that might cure us aren't particularly profitable okay i, I think all that stuff is a Let's have a conversation. And I like that he said this should be less of a statement and more of a conversation. I think that's a good way to go. And But then he had a handful of other things that were wince-worthy as hell. I can't believe he said. Yeah. And uh, 
I know you got to get going, otherwise you're going to be in the crosshairs of the woke mob. So <laughs> I guess we'll just put a cap on it for this week, man. It's good talking to you. Even scarier than that, the crosshairs of my wife. That's even scarier. You don't want to be in the crosshairs of Krista. No, no, you do not. Uh, enjoy the game, everybody. Have fun. Enjoy the football news cycles. It's, uh, boy, there's a lot to work with here. We'll be uh, cranking out some jokes at all pro lines on all the social media platforms. Come join us inside the huddle and get an extra bonus episode every single week. Thanks for watching, you guys. We'd love that you guys come and join in and guess answers and type in comments. Yeah, man, love thanks, it. And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.